You have still got the music going. Well, welcome everybody to the Good, the Bad, and the Guilty. Uh, Sheriff Darren Campbell here, also with Matt Burleson today. And I've got a couple guests. Holly, which we'll introduce her, and Randy. And both of them is with our crime scene unit. And, uh, you know, thank you all for coming today. And uh, before we get started and introduce you all too much, I do want to let all of our callers, if you have any chance, call us at 704-873-1400 or tune in at 100.7 FM and 105.9 FM for all other bills around. And, Randy, if you don't know, that's all them south, Uh, like Huntersville and Mooresville. So anyway, but I'm glad I, I missed last week. Matt, I see. I hope we get some callers because not, I believe you run them all off. Uh, we had a good call last week. We had a good caller. Yep, it led into uh, uh, good good information to share. So we'll see what happens today. How good? Are, what was it about? Do you remember? Uh, so this, I didn't get to listen. It was a uh, someone was trying to get their keep their parent from uh, buying or selling something on Facebook Marketplace. Last good. week we talked we good. talked a lot about the um, the scams and things. You had your special victims unit here, and that was one of the questions. A guy called it. How do I convince my mom or dad not to sell that? Or you know, really, it's kind of fun. We had not even discussed this prior to, mm-hmm. and I had somebody this morning call me about the same thing. You'll see on your your friends when you look at Facebook, listing item for sale. Well, sometimes if you notice those same ones, those are the ones that get hacked a lot. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with selling, but that is a playground for those that want to scam people right. and everything of that nature. So. Right. And everybody wants to liquidate. It's great technology and Facebook and Marketplace and all the other Craigslist, if they even mm-hmm. use that anymore. I don't even know. I haven't seen it's, that forever, uh, but it's so talking easy. About these guys being crime scene investigators, you know, you got to do some investigation work. I mean, you, yeah. you check out their, their Facebook profiles. Uh, if it's too good to be true, definitely it's it's not. Uh, but you'll find they'll, they'll take those pictures. Uh, I remember I'm looking, yeah, looking for a, a camper. You know, they'll take a picture, and it'll be the same one that's used in several different places. Um, so. And it's so easy for somebody to hack your social media. Just yeah. like, and that's a whole other subject we weren't even going to talk about. But goodness gracious, if you ever get hacked, mm-hmm. trying to get it. And I'll tell you a funny story. Matt will know. Whenever I got elected, you know, Phil Redmond was the old sheriff. Well, that's what it was listed under. I had to show him proof, copy of the elections, <laughs> and they still didn't change it. <laughs> yeah. You had to take ownership of the Facebook page because it, it was it was Sheriff Redmond. It was Sheriff yeah. Yeah, Idle Sheriff. And, and with all those, I mean, thousands, 30,000, 50,000, I mean, it's thousands of followers. And it's still and, up. So if yeah. you ever look at oh, that, yeah. that's yeah. known. We cannot. We, we've tried to get it to come down. And, uh, you know, now we have somebody. We have tried forever in all sorts of cases. We can never get a live person to answer the phone at Facebook. So, mm-hmm. Joe, if you ever need to call Facebook, you better just send them an email because they're not <laughs> going to answer the phone. So, but anyway, moving on. Once again, if you want to call, 704-873-1400. It don't have to be specifically about what we're speaking of. Or on Facebook. I'm looking at the comments. There you go. Yep. So if you got them, I don't have mine up. So if you got any comments when you respond, respond to, Matt, mm-hmm. just let us know. Yes, sir. So today we're going to talk a little bit about crime scene investigation. I think uh, we had some other things planned, David, and this really don't go with what normally you and Holly would do. But the big news was, and I was telling Matthew before yesterday, with the home exploded and you know mm-hmm. individual lost his life, and we'll think you know think about his families and things. But that is a perfect crime scene, even though that was the fire marshals, and, and we're going to participate and help them with it. But stuff y'all do can be anything from that to child deaths, to scams, to break-ins at homes, to murders, homicide. We're fixing to release some information, I think, tomorrow on a three-year-old homicide. That we, I don't even think, Matthew, I don't even think you know uh-huh. about that yet. Probably so. We have drew warrants on a three-year-old homicide, and a lot of it is from evidence that we recovered, either digitally or forensically. Uh, so, Randy, I guess you've got about 10, I think you and Holly Eldridge 
As I meant to say, Holly, your last name there, and Randy Horton, if I didn't. Randy's our captain. Holly's our crime scene investigator. And Holly, you've been at, I know you was with us, and you've been with us now about 10 years, but you have recently, I don't know what motivates you, but you, here for the last two or three years, you've been in crime scene? Just for the past year. So why did you want to come to crime scene? Um, that was what I was interested in when I started out, actually. That's how um, I ended up at the sheriff's office and started considering this career of law enforcement was to was to make it here. I bet you didn't know you was going to have to work with somebody like Randy, though, did you? No, but it, I am very privileged to get to do so. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, real quick. Randy, an overview. Her just, eval must be we got about. <laughs> I know, he must be due. we got about five minutes uh, to our first break, but let's get the introduction. Sort of crime scene and how you work with narcotics through investigations with uh, alcohol, tobacco, and firearms, our district attorney's office, all sorts of different agencies and we do. We, groups that we work with. Not only do we provide the services here, obviously, for the sheriff's office, but uh, the other municipalities here within uh, Iredell County, uh, sometimes for fingerprints and other various testing uh, over in our unit, uh, Mooresville PD, Troutman, uh, Statesville, different ones will bring us stuff to work on and work on actual physical evidence. Um, recently, I'd say in the last three or four weeks, I've worked cases for uh, Baptist Hospital and the Chief Medical Examiner, um, North Carolina Alcohol Law Enforcement, um, you know, surrounding agencies, uh, Yadkin County. They had uh, a body that they couldn't identify that we were able to identify with um, uh, palm prints and mm -hmm. fingerprints that was found in the river. Well, I think a cool thing about crime scene investigations and, and a lab, and I still do call it a lab in my opinion because we do a lot of tool marks, trajectories, and shootings. There's a lot of fingerprint analysis that you mentioned, and there's a big, and we'll get in a little bit of the certification, why it's important to, to, to have that capability here, but this started, you know, probably 10 years ago, 10 or 11 years ago, prior to me being elected with a lab with a full-fledged chemist and that's doing alcohol and drug testing. Uh, it got to be where that was such a hindrance, I guess. So we have sort of got into the meat of the bones and, and there used to be a, a term i like to use for it, but basically it's 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 our bread and butter is crime break-ins you know violent crimes and we're in-house we can do that and it's not i don't want to badmouth the north carolina state bureau of investigation because they're a great agency but we were waiting on evidence up to a year a year and a half in our system correct mm -hmm. and the whole time we were waiting on that evidence these mostly these individuals which we talk about career repeat offenders were out reoffending right. at the same time so we can get turned around in about 15 days with you all. Well, and that, sometimes sooner. That's that, and also we uh, have a private lab that is much more cost effective that we use now for some of the things we can't do in house, which is um, our drug chemistry and our things correct. like that. Um, and we've had cases, I guess, probably the quickest one since I've been here, probably from the time the house break in occurred to me being on scene, gathering the prints, coming back, being able to run them within the state database, mm -hmm. get an ID, get it confirmed by another certified examiner, and draw warrants. We had the entire thing solved, warrants drawn, and looking for the individual with arrest warrants in under four hours. That was my first case in CID. <laughs> well, tell, well, okay, and I know we gotta take a break, but that's even better. So that was your, as an investigator, you were able to depend on the lab to solve your crime where you would have had to wait forever. And I guess the real point we're going to is how this benefits the citizens and how lucky we all are if we're a victim to have this capability here locally. Yeah, it's it's really good to have. We can um, 
start evaluating things and get the ball rolling on getting criminals identified faster than we would if we were in any other shape. Well, everybody, I think, wants their, their crime solved as fast as we can. And we, we do this service for Moore's World Travel. And anybody really that would come ask us, we're gonna, we're, we are not going to charge them for this service. So if anybody, the ability is there to have this, you know, basically certified Randy and y'all are, and at one point accredited in a, in a lab that's able to work with the district attorneys and present your opinion on a stand. Correct. Able to testify as an expert witness which is a huge difference. Well, Sheriff, I was going to use one of your terminologies when you talk about the uh, criminal justice system. It's not called the victim justice system where it, it you know, that that's the thing. So you've got this victim, the home break in, uh, they've got property out there, who knows where it's going to end up, whose hands it's going to be in. And, and with this justice that you're able to get for them uh, by Getting the, getting the bad guy, finding out who that bad guy is, maybe getting the property returned, being able to do that as well. Uh, so it, it's it's quick to be able to find that information. And, and we've and got a district attorney, I think, that's been supportive of y'all that allows you to come in and testify as an expert. I mean, you had to get oh, that. Oh, certainly. Mm-hmm. So it's good that we have, and I just think a lot of people don't understand the capability that we have here locally. I actually testify occasionally, several times recently, and as an expert in cases that weren't ours for actually other agencies. All right, we're going to take a quick be- break. We'll be back in about three or four minutes and we'll see you here in just a few minutes welcome back in studio here at wsic the good the bad and the guilty uh we just heard a new tune there sheriff right no we have heard it before but now oh. i got a question i don't know if y'all watched and we'll see if you really pay attention to the show because i believe joe had on her two shows ago because I wasn't here last week for work. Do you know who sings that song, the name of the group? Okay, time's up. Randy, do you know? <laughs> okay, something Randy. Men by Holly Mama Men. No, or it's not. It's it's that's Boys to Men. No. Not Boys to Men. No. Whatever. Do you know Holly? I'm sorry. I don't. Inner Circle. Inner Circle. No, I didn't know that. Well, of course, I mean, hips don't lie. Uh, you've got quite a few. Shakira. Shakira, okay. yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm going to say, you know quite a few of those uh, songs that are out there. So uh, the, it's, not, it's not the Soggy Bottom Boys. What's your mother? Georgia Boys. That's, yeah, <laughs> I like it. Yeah, y'all been hearing my music. I got a weird playlist. But I didn't like Johnny yeah. Cash. But either way, yeah. Justin's probably listening to us and going to yeah. kill us. <laughs> so we better get yeah, back yeah, on the back topic. To, uh, speaking of radio, uh, guys, you can tune in on one of 5.9 FM, 100.7 FM, 1400 AM. Uh, call us here in studio at 704-873-1400. That's and thank you guys for uh, checking us out on Facebook. Pastor Carl Mitchell, Sheriff, has checked in with us. Says good afternoon, folks, and praying for all our law enforcement. Thank good you, evening, Pastor. Pastor. Glad to see yeah. you on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we are here, in case you're just tuning in, with Sheriff Darren Campbell, our host of The Good, The Bad, and The Guilty. Uh, we've got Captain Randy Horton from our Crime Scene Investigation Unit. And one of his unit members, uh, newest member to the unit, is Miss Holly Eldridge. Uh, I see another members on Facebook watching. Brian Nichols, thank you for uh, tuning in. He won't have missed nothing the boss had to say. See, I'm trying to figure out how do you see who's watching. All it shows is a little... If you're friends with them, it'll show on here. Okay, Brian, there's a lot Brian of stuff Nichols that I'm not going to watch no more. <laughs> <laughs> they know you're watching. <laughs> really? Yes. I thought that was like anonymous and stuff. No, mm, I'm apparently not. I don't, I don't get it. Usually, if I do, it's replays if I get a chance to watch Just it. make sure you're the sheriff. Remember the Facebook? You just talked about the ownership of the sheriff? Yes. You've got yes. that other page. It could be Sheriff Redmond. could be Sheriff Campbell. You know what? I don't have. I don't think we have access to the old page no, anymore. Probably I don't not. even know what the password would be. 
Don't mention that. That's going to be a you mentioned the passwords now. It's going to make me yeah. nervous. They might have to come up with it. Uh, so, guys, before the break, we were talking about uh, some of the important work that you guys uh, do uh, in property crimes. And sheriff, you can uh, help me with the numbers, but I know that we uh, are experiencing since you've been in office a forty-eight percent reduction in property crime. But I just heard it was it's fifty-eight percent. I mean, those crime rates are dropping because of the solving well, of those crimes. Yeah. Well, and it's all of us. It's not okay. just me. It's 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 everybody at the sheriff's office, but. Right now, if, if, if we're going to release those numbers, it's looking like almost, maybe a little bit over, almost a 60% reduction in overall crime in eight years. Mm-hmm. In our, that's the, and about our uniform crime reporting numbers. Right. And that's not that's that's numbers from the SBI and the FBI. That's not mm-hmm. us. That is actually our report card from the government. Right. So uh, hats and off to everybody. And that's just what, uh, oh, oh, we got a caller on the line. Outstanding. Uh, welcome to the Good, the Bad, and the Guilty. Caller, go ahead. Hey there. Good morning or good afternoon. Just wanted to check and see what the ruling is uh, for trespassing in North Carolina, I guess, Iredell County specifically. I have a no trespassing sign. I kind of live out in the countryside and uh, have a no trespassing sign. I had an incident uh, a few months ago where some gentlemen that were being chased by the law uh, were on foot and approached my property and uh, were trying to encourage me to take payment for letting them hide out on my property and uh so i immediately told him to leave didn't have my gun on me right at that moment you know i was kind of not really expecting anybody to walk up yeah and uh so uh, but obviously i did notify 911 and then you know they had immediately came out with canine units and they were able to catch these guys but what what is the ruling for like trespassing laws Okay, so uh, that's a great question, caller, and you've got a couple of things going on there. And, and the first question I heard you ask was, what's the difference in uh, North Carolina and our trespassing laws? Uh, so the highest degree of trespassing is considered first degree. A first degree trespassing is when a reasonable person would know that no one belongs on that property. Uh, take, for instance, uh, a locked gate, a fence with barbara around the top. And, uh, man, I'll give a great example yeah, of that. Yeah. Listen, look out shoals, what they used to call the rock at the lake where you mm-hmm. trespassing. That is a first-degree trespassing and conviction yep. in court. So. Yep. And it doesn't matter, caller, if your sign it says no trespassing or any sign at all. The sign does not denote uh, the first-degree trespassing. That just, you know, an area that would keep other ones out. Now, sticking a sign that says no trespassing in your front yard and your yard's wide open, that sign is just decoration. It doesn't really mean anything. Uh, so second-degree trespassing, caller, is what you have. That is when a person comes upon your property, uh, whatever reason they may be there, they got there. Now that they're there, you don't want them there anymore, so you tell them to leave. If they refuse to leave, that is a second-degree trespassing charge. You are the victim in that situation, uh, and you can charge them. And this can be the same as... Um, uh, going on uh, to shoplifting or any type of uh, what am I looking for here? Uh, uh, re- uh, business, business. Where you've been, been asked yes. to leave or yeah. been, been exactly. trespassed. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Right. So as the property owner. And I think, Matt, an important thing with that is it's not something we can be there and witness you telling mm-hmm. them refusing. But if you've told them prior to us getting there, that is something that we would usually we will help you. We will mm-hmm. assist you in getting warrants or a summons. It's not something we witness, so you would have to testify, so we encourage you and assist you in going to the magistrate. And, and thanks, Sheriff. That's exactly right. Going, uh, that's why I mentioned that would be you were the victim. Uh, in that first-degree charge, a lot of times uh, uh, property owners have asked us to act as agents. 
uh, areas that are locked down or closed up and they can say you know there's no one trespassing and and this is you know now the sheriff's office has got authorization to act as agent that way we can charge on your behalf and we actually have the paperwork for that right complete. Just come, yeah there's so caller did that sort of answer your question yeah, yeah, that does. Yeah, I appreciate y'all's information. And you you did say one thing, and I always remember this, and, you know, you always have the right to protect your home, your inside of your home, uh, your family. And uh, if somebody comes in and tries to force you to do anything inside your home that you don't, you gotta you got to make that decision mm-hmm. to protect yourself and your family. Yep. Okay? Right. And so, thank- I mean, this was, like, right outside my front door, you know, like in my driveway. So, I, was, I mean, does North Carolina have, like, a stand-your-ground policy? So if they were... You know, didn't want to leave my property after I kind of firmly told them to do so. I mean, would I have the right then to, if I felt threatened, I would have the right to defend myself in that case? Well, you said, North Carolina doesn't have a per se stand your ground or things like that. But when you say the things, if you feel threatened, you know, somebody trying, you know, there's a lot of difference from a business, a inside of a car and home invasion, I'm sorry, home invasion and a car that there's certain times that the presumptions are taken away that used to be where the law sort of has changed. But if somebody's trying to force their way into your house, especially with the use of a deadly weapon or somewhere that you may feel threatened or, you know, from great bodily injury or a deadly weapon, you obviously have the right to protect yourself. And that's easily researchable. Just depends on your situation. You have to be able to tar- articulate what mm-hmm. happened, if that answers right. your question. Okay? okay. Yep. Hey, Thanks buddy. Th- hey, thank appreciate you for calling. It. We appreciate it. Thank you for calling on the, the, the chase itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. absolutely. Yeah, call that stuff in. We appreciate you calling about that. Glad uh, we called yeah, them. yeah, no kidding. Yeah. I like that. Some of the use of those canines. We need to bring them on the show sometimes. So that's good. Uh, good. Good work. All right. Yeah, callers eight seven three fourteen hundred. Those are great questions. We get a lot of information out of that and uh, uh, help you guys out. Speaking of information, you know we have the app. That's very important that you guys have the app. Uh, on the app, you can report quite a bit of crime, uh, incidences that happen, requests for calls for service, uh, some of the things that we're doing coming up in the community. Uh, all that stuff we'll talk about after our last break when I've got the uh, the news releases here. But I digress. Back to what we were talking about. We were talking about the property crimes. You'd, uh, Sheriff, you'd mentioned the rates that this stuff has gone down. And it's that continued customer service that you're able to give that victim and the victim service, and, you know, the, the, the being able to start to finish. You said uh, creating out a smaller time gap to where we get them in court, uh, get their property back, and get them justice for that. So. Uh, Correct. Anytime you're waiting, when you're waiting for those that we talked about, maybe sending to the to the state lab or anything mm-hmm. else, while that wait's going on, it's very likely that that same yeah, criminal, criminal is still he's still committing crime. Absolutely, he's, yeah. he's not sitting back waiting on the results to come back right. from Absolutely. from the lab. And, and that's that's one of the big things we talked about. And Holly, going to your say, I guess you worked investigations and you worked you patrol. You you understand. Give us your average day. Well, maybe not average day, but. A busy day in crime scene investigations, and uh, you know, from maybe a homicide, it may be a break-in, it may be a. Y'all also process 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 a lot of our. Uh, I don't like to use the word suicide. I was self- thinking the same self- thing. Self-inflicted mm-hmm. crime scenes that we steal for the family. We do investigate those. So, sort of your schedule, and I know we haven't got a lot. We'll come back a little bit in the break, but sort of what's a day like? Anybody? Because there's a lot of people asked about crime scene investigation. Yeah. The um. All of those investigations, they take a good amount of time, and it's time that we like to utilize to be able to do a thorough investigation to get as much information as we can. If um, we can gather enough evidence that helps kind of put the picture together, um, that helps the detectives, and and I understand that being on both sides of it as a detective first and then as a crime scene investigator, being able to use that information to either close out a case 
um, get to a resolution as soon as possible or um, do the damage control as far as um, reassuring victims and things like that. And um, nothing reassures them better than getting a criminal locked up whenever you can get that done. I think that's great. And I think not only that we don't we don't just write things off, we're going to do it for the family. You know, we, we want to give them closure that every one of these calls are important to us. And that's one reason we keep the lab going and we keep the crime scene investigation going because they deserve that. If it's, No matter if it's a breaking, because some people, you know this from the investigation side, and Randy, you know it from your side too, that a break-in, we can sit here and talk about break-ins all day. We can read the press release, but unless you've been violated like that, somebody's mm-hmm. broke in and stole your possessions in your room, mm-hmm. Or in your home, and, I mean, and that's a traumatic thing right. for people to go through. It's hard for them to go through, and 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 even the uh, situation where the self-inflicted, if somebody's hurt, it's hard for them to go through that. But for seeing professionals such as you guys coming in with your kits, fingerprint kits, with your evidence bags, your plastic paper, you know everything that you're taking in, uh, but you're trained to be able to do so, uh, that's giving some comfort. Uh, to to that victim so i think that makes a big difference we're going to take another quick quick break well kind of our medium long break yeah we'll be back in just a few minutes welcome back to the good the bad and the guilty if you would hey give us a call 704-873-1400 if you have a question or listen to us 100.7 or 105.9 fm and uh, we'll come back and we're talking about crime scene stuff or Facebook. Matthew's watching the comments, so if you'd like yep. to send us a, a hey, comment. Hey, Sissy Odelia. Sissy, she's on yep. there. Mm-hmm. She said, good to hear the latest news from her ICSO today. Hey, it's great. It's only going to get better here before we wrap up. <laughs> but listen, I was going to say, we was talking crime scene. And then this is probably a little bit of our longest break, Joe, I think. Right at, no, I've still got another. But okay, we're going to try to get... <laughs> But a lot of people hear crime scene. It's not one thing I want to say. It's not like what we see on TV. No, okay, nothing is like you see it on TV. Solid and I do minutes. think, <laughs> and I will tell anybody, and I think you will probably agree with me. Anybody that works in crime scene has some kind of warped personality. Anyway, <laughs> I don't mean that in a bad way. But whenever been, I worked investigation or work road, I am glad when y'all showed up. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things people can't handle on a crime scene. Okay, I can handle it. I just want to be a part of it. But well, but but but. There's a lot of stuff we don't think about. We, we do think of, the, you hate to say it, the gory crime. Because there are some bad crime scenes that some people may have got lost. You may be in a car. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. But one of the things that really you don't think of a lot, but we do see, a, not a lot of, we see our fair share, is young adults, child deaths, and even infant deaths that has to be investigated. Just this Correct. week, just this week, we had a, we, we talk about teen, and even this is preteen, you know, suicide that we've dealt with. This is an 11-year-old. It's sad. It's mm-hmm. awful. Mm-hmm. But you know, the patrol guys see it. But y'all, the guy, the patrol guys, they also have better calls, good calls. And I'm not saying y'all don't. But you, as crime scene investigators, most of your calls are the bad calls. Correct. Quite a few. So well, that's sort of what I was going to say. One thing so. I'd like to say, Sheriff, is is that your crime scene investigators are sworn officers. Correct. When you go to other um, other agencies, let's say those are civilian folks, and and here. Uh, these guys can they can do it all so oh hey caller on the line there go ahead thanks for calling in the good the bad and the guilty hello hello hey you're on good the bad and the guilty yeah i had a question about uh fingerprints um i was wondering what what all sorts of surfaces materials can you actually get fingerprints off of well, well, he has called the right place, Randy. Oh Randy, right as person. I 
expert. <laughs> I am a certified well, latent print examiner. So, so <laughs> caller, if you will um, uh, see us in about a month when we have the Citizens Academy, you'll have an opportunity yourself to lift fingerprints uh, by some of these folks. So, that, yep. yep. But Randy, can you answer sort of? Sure. Um, the the simple version of that is the smoother, slicker, shinier the surface, the better. Um, if it's a rough, porous texture, you know, something like a wood grain a rock. or, yeah, a rock or, you know, a car dash that's textured, anything like that is going to be very difficult. Now, we have uh, chemicals. We have uh, a lot of other things that we can use besides just the plain old black powder that you've always seen on TV when they're over there dusting for fingerprints. Um, and there's a lot of specialty things that we can do back in the lab that we cannot do out in the field. But the general version... Simple, simple version is uh, smooth is good, rough is bad. And uh, wet and weather and other things like that can oh. also suffer as well. So, oh, for sure. Uh, I've seen you, uh, was it uh, Sergeant Nichols that used to use the, or maybe you, the trays that you get from uh, McDonald's or. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah the little plastic hoods. Oh, yeah. Over evidence out. And you all use human chambers, I think, on a lot of tools and things. Oh, yeah. And we do all like that, that in the so, lab. We super mm -hmm. glue it. We have to treat it with chemicals. There's a long list so of things. So, caller sort of did that answer your question? Yeah, it did. I was like, just a follow up if I could. Yes, sir. Uh, absolutely. Sure. So, how long, I mean, yeah, from watching TV, I understand it's like uh, oils on your, on your hands and whatnot. But how long does this last where you can actually uh, pick up something that's usable? I, I really can't give you an exact answer because there's so many variables that go into that. A fingerprint is mm -hmm. about 98% water. There's oils, amino acids, uh, salts, sebaceous, fluid. There's all kinds of stuff in there, but 98% of it's water. As we all know, if water just sets out, it evaporates. So it's gone in a matter of time. But heat, humidity... Um, it, it's just going to depend. Obviously, the sooner we can get there, um, based on the time that it was left, the better are our chances. But there are certain uh, types of fingerprints that will, you know, um, for example, like into paper. The amino acids in your fingers into a piece of paper may soak in there and be, may be able to pull it up months later. There may be some kind that are, you know, placed in there and it's gone 10 minutes later. Um, it's really difficult to say. Um, I could, I've had to testify to this on the stand before as an expert, even recently. It was hours, you can go into hours of testimony on how long they'll stick around. So it varies greatly depending on a whole bunch of variables. Well, caller, I'd like to... Uh now, caller, I'd like to say that it's important that you report the crimes. Uh, I'm just thinking in my mind about uh, car break-ins, and we'll see uh, several cars get broken into along a street, and maybe nothing was taken, and so the victim says, oh, well, I didn't lose anything. It's no big deal. But that bad guy might have left some prints on that vehicle, and I've, I've seen patrol officers bring, or you guys, bring car doors in. Uh, to be fingerprinted. Maybe not in that particular case. It just depends. But uh, we can always do more back at the lab than we can out on a scene. Right. So if we can if we can seize it and take it with us, a lot of times if it's something portable, we'll grab it and take it with us because our chances will improve. So caller, thank you for calling in. We appreciate the question. Hope that answered. Hope that answered sort of what you was asking us. Yeah, y'all do a great job. I appreciate it. Y'all have a good day. Hey thank buddy, you. stay thank safe. You. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Jeanette Watkins said, this is always an informative show. Thank you, Sheriff, Captain Matt, and everyone else. Jeanette, Thank good you. evening. Yeah. Glad hey, you joined in. Mm -hmm. Well, one thing we were talking about earlier with the uh, 
with the crime reduction here. One thing I noticed, having come from another agency where I worked in someplace else for many years, some of the large metropolitan agencies, um, which obviously they have, you know, far more crime, but they may not actually respond to every single call or respond to every type of call. They may take the, they may take the report by phone. And if they take that report by phone, it's mainly a lot of times for insurance purposes or so mm-hmm. that a report exists. When I came here, I was kind of surprised by... You didn't know you was going to work that hard, did you? Yeah, <laughs> by the fact of how many crimes, particularly property crimes, get assigned <coughs> to an actual detective to follow up and make sure all the leads are exhausted. And I think that's one of the reasons that you do see such a reduction here in crime versus some of the other uh, uh, populous counties here in North Carolina is because we do assign so many things and put so much time into it. And I think the bad guys see that, and mm-hmm. they recognize that too, and that makes them, it's unprofitable, mm-hmm. nor is it beneficial for them to commit crime here in Ireland. Mm-hmm. And Holly, you're sort of, you're on the investigator side of that also, so you see how that works. <laughs> and when you, crime scene, you knew, I told you whenever you went over there, I said, you're going to be responding to a lot of calls. Mm-hmm. How many times are you on call over weekends? <laughs> A couple times a month, it usually rolls around. It's only four of them in a month. That's fifty percent of the time. <laughs> exactly right. Yep, that adds up. So, and you pretty much get called out all the time to work right alongside with our patrol guys. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the detectives. Oh yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anything else? And a lot of times, y'all may be in, getting involved with. Uh, you know, we also digital forensic, which we had Brooks in here a while back. Mm-hmm. But also active threats we may have on phones or you know pictures that we need to get off phones. Y'all still collect that stuff and. Sometimes even go out to a store where there's Video. break-ins, videos and stuff. Well, and a, another unique thing that that callers uh, or excuse me, listeners may not realize is when you watch that CSI show that's solved in 40 minutes. You know that that person, that detective or agent, um, you know, with the badge and a gun like you guys have. Uh, they question witnesses. They go out in the field and they get all this. They do it testimony. all. They do it all. But you guys here, I mean, in, there's a lot of great investigators, trained um, uh, detectives in, in interview techniques. But you guys are here for the evidence, the hard. Our t- job is physical evidence. Right, right, right. So I, I remember before, um, you know, teaching classes, talking with you at some community groups, Holly, is that, you know, you let the evidence talk to you. Instead of having a person talk to you like a detective would, you're letting the evidence speak to you is what you might, you know, gather. We've seen the phrases before, and they're like little catchphrases you see on hats and T-shirts and things like that. It says, people lie, evidence doesn't. (laughs) You know, back in the old days, if you read through a lot of old case files, you know, Mm -hmm. even 50s, 60s, and 70s that we see, that's exactly the opposite of what they did then. They wanted the victim to fit the theory of what they thought and could prove. It's not what the evidence showed. And that's the reason now you see a lot of... uh, and also the you know the advancement technology and DNA and things like that, but you know things like that has made crime scene a very lucrative business in law enforcement. And I know that Bill, that's to, true. I, it is. It's very oh, lucrative. One is the the the, uh, the amount of training it takes, and you're one of how many on your level? I'm gonna let your head swell up for just a little oh, bit. Goodness. So on your level, you're a crime scene what? I'm a certified senior crime scene analyst. Okay, and how many of those are they in the state? Uh, a dozen. Don't brag or nothing. But hey, we'll be back. About, <laughs> listen, we'll be back in about ten seconds, and I want you to think about what to do. What should our victims do if they're a victim of a crime before we respond?
So I just get this spooky music feeling out of this, like Haunted Mansion on at the movie theaters or something. Are we going to do that at Halloween, too? Yeah. It kind of sounds nice. like that. Yeah. Then it has somebody uh, screaming wall pass out in here. <laughs> Some noises. On the creaky noise. Don't say Halloween. Uh, We've got to start buying candy soon. Oh, uh, yeah. The <laughs> trucker. The, the sheriff's spooktacular. Spooktacular. Mm-hmm. Sheriff's spooktacular. Hey, that, I got to say, that is a cool thing. That's, that's fun. That's, that's a lot of fun. fun. When exactly. you see them lined up for blocks away, blocks down the road. Mm-hmm. All <laughs> the way up past that tower down the. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They turn so, and come in. So we might not have bought enough candy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. Yeah, good talking. Exactly. That's, that's that's just right around the corner. Fairs next week, so we don't want to start talking about that too soon either. Mm-hmm. Uh, welcome back, folks, in studio here with the sheriff, uh, Darren Campbell, along with Captain Randy Horton, and we got just officer today, Sergeant Soon, maybe <laughs> <laughs> Detective Holly Eldridge uh, with our crime scene investigation. I'm Captain Matt. I get to do all the fun stuff around the office. Um, so, Sheriff Listed left us with a great question. And he asked about what to do when you're a victim of a crime. So if you want to call in, that's fine. But don't answer yet. Be thinking about that. We're going to come back to that. If you're a victim of a crime, what do you think you should do? We're going to give you those tips. But during the break, uh, Captain Horton, we were talking about some of your specific equipment, some of those gadgets, go-go gadget stuff. And I know that uh, our last Citizens Academy, you brought out this this cool little instrument, uh, uh, it was a forenscope, forensic scope. Forensic scope. Yes. Forensic. Yeah. I even got to touch it. It's a CSI know. smartphone. A, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. It, it literally kind of looks like a phone. Right. Because um, part of it is a Samsung phone, but then it has special lenses on it. And so used to when we uh, took wanted to take a picture on a crime scene of a uh, fingerprint, mm-hmm. you'd have to get out a tripod. You have to get out your special 35 millimeter camera, big long lens, go through all this procedure, and, you know. This is after you've already dusted it and you've got it where you can see it, but you need to put in a scale. You need to take photos from different angles. you got to do all that. don't have to do all that anymore. We lay it on top of it. We press a button. Mm. It's, it's that simple. Now, it, puts, it puts a scale in there. It has different varying lengths of, you know, wavelengths of light. Mm-hmm. It could even, at which it's a little overkill. We don't do that. You it, should have never asked this question well, it, about Randy's parentheses. It's exciting, <laughs> though. I mean, it's I've got cool. a question. I've got a follow-up question. It's TV yeah. cool. <laughs> it's TV level cool. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. So you can even have it to go ahead and, if you want to pay for it, we don't bother doing this. It's crazy. Have it to go ahead and transmit it back to the APHIS computer. <laughs> that back was at, my question. Back at the lab. I was going to ask you And it you can that. already be running it while you're on yeah, the way back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and if we could just have this phone, call the bad guy and say, come on down, turn yourself in. Yeah, that'd we be got great. Your print. Which we have done that working on a call the phone back before. <laughs> Holly, what do you have to say about that? I think it's a great tool to have. It's kind of helping us move into a, a more up-to-date era where the technology is advancing and we get the chance to do that and we can start to be able to process these scenes better and quicker and use that technology to our advantage. See, Randy, that's how you answer that question. Mm-hmm. Well, there's also the CSI. Thing. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> so what other, I do know the French scope. Yeah. I, I do know there's a lot of stuff, because I remember putting that when we was looking at that. But there's a lot of other things. Oh, yeah. Technology that local, you would not think that we have that capability to handle. For other agencies, there again, I mean, mm-hmm. they may choose to send off the SBI and wait 15 months. That's mm-hmm. that's the choice. But the availability is here, and we have the capability to do it. Right? And the other thing is, even if it's something that's possibly out of our realm where we can do the complete testing, let's say it's hair fiber analysis or DNA. Well, we talked about sending off stuff to the state lab. 
example, if you send it off to the state lab and someone dropped a, a toboggan at a break-in, okay, well, if you send it to the state lab, first you're going to have to send it to evidence intake. Well, then you're going to have to send it to hair and trace, so they're going to have to go through it and look for the hairs and the fibers and stuff on it, which is a whole separate section from, from DNA. So it's got to wait the however many months they're backed up just to get them to look at it, remove the hairs, back, properly package them, do all that. Then it's got to go to the next section, which is, you know, DNA. If we can do portions of that, even if we don't do all of it, let's say I go ahead and use the equipment we have, remove all those hairs, properly package them, we can skip that trace section and speed up the process by three, four, five, six months, mm -hmm. send it straight on to DNA. So even though we don't have our own in-house DNA lab, we've still cut the time frame in half because we were able to do half of it in-house. Mm -hmm. and, and that's, that's important cool. that's a lot of training that it takes i mean i know patrol guys uh we know plastic for uh certain items and paper the otherwise just like going to, to walmart or grocery store paper or plastic sure you know that's something you need to know if you're collecting bagging certain evidence that's but you guys go far and above we we have and you like your stickers as well oh i love stickers mm -hmm. that's for the ladies over in property and evidence mm -hmm. so we're not trying to you know whoops we accidentally poisoned them or mm -hmm. you know it's right. something because so, there's a lot of uh, bad stuff you deal with i mean we're talking about bottle fluids we're talking about chemicals fentanyl. oh wow yeah fentanyl. yeah mm -hmm. fentanyl i mean we do we've done fentanyl testing over in the lab when it's good it's also good educationally it's good to have our newer officers that may well even rookie officers but some of those going through fto that comes into situations that uh that they may not know what they're being exposed to as a mm -hmm. first first line responder mm -hmm. but when a crime scene there's a lot of that education side what to look for next time and how they handle crime scenes because there is crime scenes are big and, and our fto program you've included <coughs> these guys they the the they go over you're an fto you're an fto you're field training these these guys so so our rookie officers or our new officers into the agency get an opportunity to go and see what you do at, at a crime scene and, and they collect do. And, that yeah. and we spend eight hours with each one of those new mm -hmm. ones teaching mm -hmm. them uh, i mean they've already had some of it in blet but we show them more about dna collection swabbing fingerprinting uh, just to make sure that they're doing the stuff right if we're if if they feel that it's not necessary to call us right or if there's not one of us available because we're on multiple scenes mm -hmm. well listen before we wrap up say say your house has been broken into yeah. and you know I have a lot of people call me a lot of times what should be that once you get there and you see your homes broken into obviously make sure you're safe and nobody's there but I want to answer the first part. Go ahead. I've never thought about that, but, I mean, this is important. You get and see your house broken into. Don't go in and start looking around. Let us do that because the bad guy might still be there. And I understand there. that's hard for people to right. understand. And, yeah. and if you get in there and you find out something's happened, because a lot of people come in, they just go to the bedroom and they see what's happened. Mm -hmm. You're right. What yeah. should they do, Randy, go as far as crime scene? Uh, or Holly, well, either one. Go ahead, Holly. You take it. Oh, Try to touch as little as possible. <laughs> <laughs> Don't um, touch. It's, it's normal, and it's the natural instinct to want to try to start going and looking for things, you know, uh, sentimental items or, um, you know, a gun or something that you might have. The first thing you might want to do is go grab something to protect yourself in case somebody is still in the home. Um, but the more surfaces that we don't have to worry about any contamination with or, or any more so um, it's your home there's going to be you know your fingerprints and, and things like that throughout the house um, but if we can minimize the exposure to um, you wiping off or destroying a suspect print that 
is ideal. And there can be blood there from where they cut their hand on something that you may Absolutely. not know of. Mm-hmm. And because we understand you don't look, but we also want to try to track the person down through the forensic side of it to get the right person, therefore trying to get your stuff back that much faster. Mm-hmm. And Holly's been a superstar lately with some blood on different cases that she's worked. I know for a fact, um, without going into it because it's a pending case, we have a homicide case that um, some of the blood evidence that Holly discovered and was able to test is probably going to be some of the key evidence um, that actually probably be one of the top uh, evidentiary things towards getting a conviction when it comes time to court. That's Mm -hmm. great. That's great. So, and again, even if nothing is missing, your home was still broken into. A crime is still getting committed. You know, help us to help out maybe other victims on your street that did have things missing calling us uh, making a report on the app let us know you're a victim we can take that evidence um in in that in that situation as well and i think to echo what holly says you know some people you may see something that the windows broke they come in you may not see the little piece of pipe that they used to break mm-hmm. it with you may not see the old glove that was through to the side so that's something that y'all you all are trained to look for mm-hmm. you know nothing is better than in broken glass when it comes to fingerprints you know or glass or broken mm-hmm. glass many scenes have I responded to and when we got there or even patrol got there the homeowners cleaning up the glass sweeping up the glass picking up the pieces Mm -hmm. that type thing and that's the worst thing that they could do and we understand we we do understand when you you know something like that's happened to you so what other pointers could you give to have if you're you know it could be home it could be tragic event it could be anything you come up upon somewhere or I mean not so much for necessarily from a crime scene standpoint but one of the things we see uh, especially uh, now it's going to start winding down a little bit but is uh, car break-ins you know um, try to lock your doors don't leave the laptop don't leave your purse laying in the front seat Um, you know when we get these and and here's the best one the garage door opener over the visor when you shut your garage door but you leave the the house door, door open because yeah, you know that is locked yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and you know a lot of these when matt was talking earlier about you know the strings of car break-ins and neighborhoods and stuff like that historically over the last few years it's typically folks out of uh, our charlotte mecklenburg mm-hmm. area that come up here and commit mm-hmm. these crimes but you know they move on to the next car that's right. uh that's t- that's unlocked so right. that that's well, one thing that i would stress more than anything else well, we've only got a few minutes. Matt, if yes. you want to give the points out, for, at least for the roundup or the recent drug investigation, we confirmed the Facebook, but I think we had 13 individuals yes. arrested yes. in an ongoing investigation. Yes, that is correct. 13 uh, suspects uh, have been charged in an ongoing investigation. Uh, this is the drug information that you have provided, whether it be through the app, uh, whether it be calling, emailing us, letting us know through your neighborhood, uh, you know, getting the word out. But we've got some pretty serious charges. Uh, these are all felony charges, cocaine, uh, Schedule Two controlled substance, uh, intent to sell and deliver more uh, Schedule Two controlled substance. Um, Guys, we're we're on top of it as much as we can do, but we can't do it without you. And these are all somebody that participated in the sale of drugs or right. facilitated the dr- drugs sell to an mm-hmm. undercover. And uh, and one of the one of the scenes that you can see on Facebook is uh, drugs and guns. So uh, hey, it's on there. So yeah, exactly. And we will see you next Wednesday at three o'clock. Look forward, and uh, we'll see you then. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? When you work?